Welcome to the SUP Podcast with your hosts, Louis and Moitze. Every week, we ask each other what's up with our businesses. What are we struggling with? What's going well? And what interesting things from the world of bootstrapping do we have on our minds today? Follow along, and if you like what you hear, support us by leaving a rating or review in the podcast app of your choice. On with the show. Hey, Moitze, what are we doing today? So we decided that considering the year is coming to a close, thank God, <laughs> 2020, we decided to look back and talk about what goals we set for 2020 and then go through them, talk about whether we have achieved them or not, maybe what we'll do differently in 2021. So just kind of year in review for both of us. Yeah, I'm really excited to do this. I don't spend enough time reflecting on the the previous year. I tend to always be thinking of the year ahead. So it's nice to be forced to carve out some time to, to think about that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. What were your goals for 2020? Did you have any kind of concrete goals that you wanted to, to achieve? So I did. And those concrete goals first, the work-related goals were the specific income that I wanted to reach. But in order to talk about that, I need to take a couple of steps back for those people who are listening to the podcast and don't really know what has been happening for me from, I think, 2019 or maybe in 2018, I decided to fire most of my clients. I think I kept one. I kept working with one. And go into product business, meaning like educational products. So eBooks, I have my own video course and so on. And I wanted to just switch the revenue that I was doing with client work and substitute it for products. And the revenue that I was doing with client work was 13 K a month. So that was, it was super ambitious, but I found out that it is also hard and requires quite a lot of work. And because I wasn't able to achieve that goal at the speed that I wanted to, I then got a little bit frustrated and decided to maybe take a step back and start working with clients again and approach things smarter. So instead of going all in on products at once, to work with clients and then delegate that work to my team that I'm growing. And when I free up my time with delegation, I can then focus on my products without letting the client side of the business suffer. So because I went into 2020 with, I think, one client, I decided that I want to start earning in 2020 $5,000 a month consistently. And then my dream was to do 10K a month consistently. And that's everything altogether, including client work and my products. I did surpass that goal, but not with a ratio that I would want it to. So most of the revenue that I do monthly comes from clients uh, and not from products, which is something that I want to change in 2021. Part of the problem this year was that I didn't hire fast enough. So I actually started expanding the team like at the end of the year, which was definitely a little bit too late. I'm looking forward 
to entering 2021 with contractors and delegating most of the client work and then focusing on products again, relaunching and opening the enrollment for the science of Facebook ads and switching that ratio a little bit. I wanted to also speak at least at, at an at least one conference in 2020, which never happened because all the conferences were, were canceled. So I don't think like there were a couple of online conferences that I didn't even really pitch at that point. So I actually got, I think like an invitation to a conference yesterday So maybe I'll actually fulfill that goal (laughs) for 2020. And that was, oh, for one of the goals was also to earn at least 10K from paid webinars, which I never did paid webinars. And that was essentially it. That was the overview of of my goals that, that I had. So it was more like revenue related. I also wanted to expand my team, which I did, but I also wanted to launch a membership where I teach people on a weekly basis about Facebook ads and what's new and what works, what's not working. But that also, it hasn't come true because I was so focused on clients and client work that I ignored uh, my goals that I had with uh, the products that I wanted to launch. But all in all, work-related stuff, I am satisfied with my year. I did achieve my revenue goal. I did hire people that are going to help me with client work. So I think that I'm entering 2021 on a very good basis and with a very good foundation. Nice. So if you had to grade yourself, where would you be? I think one to 10, I would give myself an eight. So not satisfied with the fact that I ignored the product side of my work that I, for example, haven't sent a lot of newsletters, haven't written a lot of blog posts, haven't taught as much as I wanted to teach people about Facebook ads, but still I did my best. And I think that at the end of 2020, especially, I think that's what matters most. Yeah, eight out of 10 sounds pretty damn good to me. Yeah. What have been your goals for 2020? Yeah, so this just shows <laughs> how quickly <laughs> things change for me. My main goal for 2020 was to finally write my social proof handbook and to publish that and to speak about it a lot at different conferences and on different podcasts. And I did precisely none of those things. Okay. So that was like uh, a really missed goal. I I just didn't really even think about that at all, all year. My second goal was to keep growing Sales for Founders course, keep growing the podcast and to make it self-serve so that I didn't really have to spend much time on it. And... I did a good job of making the, well, I kept growing the podcast. I continued the course. I made it self-serve and wasn't very happy with the results. Mm. So I switched back to a, a bootcamp approach and now I'm rethinking it again for 2021. But still, I didn't do as much there as I would have liked to have done. I wasn't very active in promoting it. I opened the course in, in January. And then I didn't open it again until September. And that was only for 10 people max. Mm -hmm. So it really wasn't a focus. So it didn't do as well there as I, 
I think I would have hoped to at the end of 2019 either. But then that's all because Sparkloop ended up doing a lot better than I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. I think in my goals for 2020, I said, I'll continue spending a couple of hours a week on Sparkloop as long as it seems fun and I'm enjoying myself working mm-hmm. with Manuel. So <laughs> that kind of shows, yeah, I was working full time on it basically from February or March onwards. So completely misjudged that one. Uh, that's doing way better than I expected. And it looks like it's going to do really well in 2021 as well. It's definitely my main thing. So I would give myself a one out of 10 for predicting what goals I should be choosing. But I give myself an... I don't really know what to give myself for that. Like, I feel like I've done a good job of working. And I focused a lot on work this year. So I feel like I give myself an eight or a nine there, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But again, it was all on things that I hadn't planned for at all. I think that if you are looking at the work that you did, even though it wasn't planned, and if you would give yourself eight or nine, I would think that's the grade that you should keep when looking at the whole year, even like priorities change. And we talked about that on one of our last episodes and that is perfectly okay. That's normal. And I think that looking back, if, if you feel good about the work that you've done, it doesn't matter what you have planned for. All that matters is that you're right now at a point where you're satisfied with the work you've done, even though you haven't accomplished some of the tasks that, or some of the goals that you've had on your goal list for 2020. Yeah, I, I accomplished nothing on my on my, yeah, <laughs> on my list for 2020. <laughs> yeah, but I'm happy with that. I, I knowing like where I am now, if I sat here and Sparkly wasn't doing so well, but I'd done a really good job on the social proof handbook or sales for founders, then I would be feeling pretty stupid. So I, I'm happy there. Mm-hmm. What about that's the work, those were the work goals. Did you have any other Personal related goals. For example, one of my goals was also, I wanted to start reading again. I completely ignored that part of myself because I enjoy reading. And in 2019, I don't think, like maybe I've read one book. So for 2020, I set a goal of reading at least 12 books. So one book per month. And I made a list So a list of 12 books that I want to read. And I don't think I've read 12 books because I had to move in April. So that moving process took one month, two months. But I think that I read about 10 books or maybe even 11 books in 2020. So that was, for example, one of my personal development or maybe hobbies genre of the goals for 2020. So did you have any other goals that you wanted to accomplish? Anything that was on your list? Like goals wise, I wanted to do a lot in the gym. That didn't happen. Like I wish it would have happened. I was like every day that I could be in the gym, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. That just wasn't possible. I wanted to spend less time working and more time uh, being social. Did a really good job of that until about the first week of March. And then haven't really seen real people for a long yeah. time since then. So yeah, that, that obviously failed, but I was making a good job of it until uh, I was forced not to. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, no, that was, I think that was really everything. I wanted to be more active on Twitter. I've done that. I set myself a goal to just to meet a lot more people. So to be more outgoing and to be more open to just meeting completely new people and getting out of my comfort zone that way, instead of always spending time with the same old friends. And I started doing something which is basically opening up one 20 minute slot every day in Zoom to have a virtual coffee with people. I started doing that at the end of 2019. And I think I've had 234 coffees with people. Wow. They're not all new people, but most of them were people I hadn't really had a one-on-one conversation with before. That was really fun. And I've made some new friends doing that. And I'm definitely going to carry on doing it. I'm actually interested in hearing more about that because looking at my goal list and bucket list for 2020, I also in 2019, I noticed that I don't really hang out with people. I don't talk to a lot of people. I wanted to be more social in 2020. In in person, like meeting just random people and in a professional setting as well. And I also did a good job right until March. <laughs> um, and then it all dropped off. When you're talking about these virtual coffees, it does sound like something I would want to do in 2021 because I've been really bad at meeting new people. I enjoy going to conferences, not for the sake of talks, but for the sake of networking, for the lack of a better word, uh, getting new friends, talking to people, talking about what they are working on in their personal life and whatnot. So because 2020 was just such a different year from what we're used to, I have not done that at all. And I don't think I have met a lot of new people. So how do you approach the virtual coffees? How do you let people know that this is something you do? And do you, just wondering from a a workflow perspective and, and how it works, because I'm super intrigued about that. Yeah. So I, I was doing this pre-pandemic. I was one of the OGs of doing that. I'm joking. It was, the reason I started doing it was because at the time I was still living in Switzerland and I was just fed up of, yes, I had Swiss friends or quite a few, but I wanted to speak English. I wanted to meet new people and potentially see where, like where I would maybe even want to go and spend a couple of months, like just get to know people, I think. And also to connect with my newsletter audience, with the people who Uh, I follow on Twitter and who follow me. So what I like about the virtual coffees is that I dictate the schedule, right? So I can say max one per day, Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday, set these times when I'm available. And it's, yes, you're meeting new people. And sometimes you don't even know who these, you've never heard of these people before they, they show up on the call, but because it's you who's organizing the call, you're like the one who's, or like, like you're in control. So it's like someone's mm-hmm. coming to visit you at your house, as opposed to you going into a completely weird, strange situation that you've never been in before. Right. So it's much lower pressure. So I really like that. And what I've noticed with me is there are basically like two or three different reasons that people want to get on the call. Either it's someone who I've known online or maybe offline for a while, and we just want to catch up which is really nice. Sometimes it's someone who wants like specific help with the specific thing from me. Often it's a founder who wants to a, a bit of help with sales, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm happy to do as well. 
And sometimes it's just someone who I've known on Twitter or something for ages or a newsletter subscriber who just wants to actually chat face to face for once, which is, is really cool as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had everything like we, <laughs> I'm very relaxed in the call. I'm not like dictating what should happen. I just say, Hey, I'm really excited to do this. People tend to want to chat about a couple of these different things. Is there anything you really want to get out of the call? And otherwise, like, where are you? First off is always, <laughs> is always a good, great yeah. question. And just taking it from there, right? Like normally you'll know someone who's from there or you've been there yourself and you can chat about the weather and just get into a, it's normally really fun. Like 15, mm-hmm. 20 minutes tends to be perfect. And I think this will resonate with a lot of people, especially considering how 2020 has been, because like I said, you we really didn't travel to conferences and meet people in person. So I think all of us are, at least those of us who are used to meeting a lot of new people, I think that we crave that connection. And listening to that, I'm like, oh, I need to start doing this. Because <laughs> I just, just talking to people and expanding your horizons, I think, is definitely making that worthwhile. Yeah. And the reason I do it is mainly because I know this is something I should be doing. I know it's something I'll be glad that I've done, but it's not something that I naturally do. So I'm forcing myself to do it. I'm saying, look, you can book in any time and I will show up and I will be there. Yeah. And there's been some, like the highlight, probably my favorite call this year. There were one or two people I'd never really met before who it was really fun to to talk to. And they've become pretty good friends and been on my podcast and um, like the other podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really great. And then I also, on the other hand, just totally out of the blue, I had my old swim coach from when I was 12 years old, just apparently had found me on Twitter and jumped on the call. And I hadn't spoken to him in, uh, what, 18, uh, 17, 16 years. Wow. So that was really nice as well. That is super cool. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I'm really glad I do it. So I can definitely recommend it to people, especially while the pandemic stuff's still going on. Yeah. And I think I wouldn't, if I do it, which I think I will, I wouldn't do it just during the pandemic. I would definitely continue this, this trend. I would definitely continue this tradition because like whenever I leave a conference where I meet new people, I'm just so, first of all, just happy. And then like now the friends that I have made, for example, Amy Hoy and Alex and Shai, like we've all met at a conference. I wouldn't meet those people if I wouldn't put myself in that situation. So creating this situation, even though it's virtual, especially during the pandemic. Yeah, definitely something that I want to try. Yeah. And I think Shai is actually one of those people who I'd seen around on Twitter and I knew, I knew of him because of Brennan. Mm -hmm. So like we probably exchanged maybe a tweet or two, but I don't think anything more than that. And then we had a a virtual coffee and then ended up going to get food and stuff when I was in London and it was really fun. Nice. Yeah. So the rest of 2020, all the other stuff, we, uh, I'm sitting here looking at this framework that, that I stole from Anne Law, which is pretty, pretty comprehensive, pretty scary. (laughs) You say you do this kind of thing anyway for 2020 uh, or for your annual reviews, right? I do. I don't. So maybe we can dive into something and you can show me how it's done. So what I typically do is 
I have very similar categories than Anne Lure has. So for example, health and fitness, she has friends and community. And then I rate myself for the year. So I give myself a grade from one to 10, again, how good I did. And if, I don't know, if I, if the grade is, let's say five, I ask myself, what could I do differently moving forward in 2021? If that is something that I want to do, because I know that a lot of people will say friends and community, for example, I would rate myself five. I don't make a lot of friends, but I feel good about that. And that's okay. You don't need to change anything. But if you're someone that would like to meet new people, make new friends, and wants to change that, if you grade yourself five or three, I think it's the right way. the, The right thing to do is to ask yourself, what would you do differently? So that's typically how I do it. And we can go through all of these categories and kind of rate ourselves and just maybe quickly for a minute or two, like touch upon that subject. And yeah, why do we feel that way? And what are we going to do differently? Yeah, that sounds good to me. So like a 10 isn't we've achieved it perfectly. And a one is we completely failed. Yes. But a five could be perfectly okay if we're happy with it, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we've got nine categories. Should we just run through them? Let's do it. Okay. Health and fitness. Okay. I'll start. Health and fitness. I'm going to give myself a 10. I know it was, there was a pandemic going. So first of all, the physical exercise was a little bit different this year, but when the pandemic hit, because health and fitness is so important to me, I actually bought equipment and now I work out from home five times a week, which is my goal. And I do that pretty much every week, except for when I'm swamped with client work and I absolutely can't do it. So I think that in 2020, even though all the gyms were closed and everything, I like showed up regularly. I just um, published an Instagram story a couple of days ago where I was talking about sometimes I don't feel like working out. I still do the workout. And I think that was my mindset in 2020. So I would definitely give myself a 10. I see that. And Laura has also put sleep on there. I think that I was much better with sleep this year than I was last year. So I try to get at least eight hours of sleep in every single day. Of course, sometimes that didn't happen, but I think it was important that I realized that I'm lacking sleep. So I changed that moving forward. And yeah, I would definitely give myself a 10 there. Nice. Nice. Um, and the opposite. So I think I'd give myself probably a two, maybe a three. Interesting. The problem with me is that it all hangs together because I couldn't go to the gym. Then I stopped caring about the nutrition side of stuff. Mm. I stopped sleeping so well. And what I've done, which I'm not necessarily unhappy about, but I realized, okay, I can't go and see friends. I can't go and do anything that I'd want to do. Let's just work instead and get all this out of the way so that when this is over, I can go and spend all my time doing whatever I want. And I'll probably take a month or two off and just do nothing. Yeah, that hasn't been great for me. The physical exercise side has just been been poor. Like I'm in way worse shape than I was this time last year. Eating worse, sleeping like really weird hours, Mm -hmm. partly because of obviously having US-based clients and being open to getting on calls with them in the evening because I'm just what else am I doing in the evening doesn't matter I can't be anywhere so (laughs) that's terrible as well and then obviously like the just not being around like my friends and real people as much has really Mm -hmm. taken a toll on me and also not going to the gym I've noticed I've been 
like clenching my jaw a lot, like almost toothache, Mm. which I've never had before, which is a sign of stress, obviously. Really poor sleep, finding it quite difficult to get up in the morning and going to bed really late. Just in general, I'd say they're just for a really bad year there. Yeah. Yeah. If I can give you an advice, what you're describing in clenching your jaw, that I've been there. And I've been there to a point where my jaw hurt for a month. And yeah. I was, I actually found out that I was completely burnt out. So I, and I was like in a very similar situation when that, that, that you are. So lack of sleep and kind of meeting clients in the evenings. And then I stopped work at midnight and then wanted to fall asleep immediately and couldn't. And then I had this weird insomnia where I couldn't sleep. Like I went to bed at midnight and couldn't fall asleep until 4am, but then I had to get up at 7am. So what I then did is I decided to set myself limitations and I decided to say, you know what, every single day, even though I'm working from home, I'm going to finish work at 8 p.m. Mind you, I start my work at 2 p.m. So 8 p.m. was normal for me. So at 8 p.m., I turned off my computer. I put my phone in do not disturb mode and I put it away for the evening. And I was doing all sorts of hobbies and that really helped me. And I was just a lot healthier after doing all of that. I know, like maybe this will resonate with you, maybe it won't, but I just maybe wanted to share my experience there. Yeah, no, I think that's a really great point. I think for me, it may be more the, like the missing the the people side of things that's really mm-hmm. getting to me there. Like it's not the work so much. That's, I'm not, bur- like I've been to that like level of burnt out from running a VC backed startup before where I'm definitely very careful about not getting to that point at all or even close on the work side. Like I'm not thinking about work when I'm trying to go to sleep. It's more just, I think the they're not being able to go to the gym and lift heavy weights, which is what I really enjoy doing. Is mm. It just has this like real knock-on effect on me. And I have this terrible personality trait of being uh, either all or nothing in everything. So if I'm off the bandwagon, then I'm really bad. Yeah. yeah. You're very similar in that aspect to my husband, by the way. Like whenever he, for, for example, if he doesn't work out one day, he'll eat a lot of junk food that day because he's like, I didn't really do my workout. So why the hell should I even bother with nutrition? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the opposite. If I have a bad day, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just, instead of reaching for candy, I'm eating an apple. And usually if like, I have to force myself to do that step, but when I do, I feel a lot better and I get into the, into that swing again. I don't know, but like that does sound familiar. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally me. The next category, friends and community. This is going to be another fun one. Do you want to start that one? (laughs) Okay. So I would rate myself a four we didn't even have the opportunity to hang out with people that we love. However, I'm not like, I would give myself a far worse rate if there wasn't for shy, for example, because with shy, we decided to have these weekly calls where we just catch up with each other. And for example, that's one of the relationships this year that really deepened. And I'm super like, really excited that at least that happened. So I'm giving myself a four because I'm not there yet. I would want it to be a 10, but thank you, COVID. That did not happen. But it's not as horrible as I would think it would be because of the pandemic. Yeah, that that, that seems fair. That's similar to me. I'm, 
I think I'm going to give myself more of an eight or a nine, to mm. be honest there, because I've met so many new people. I've been really good at keeping in touch with people. And we started doing this podcast. I've been bringing people onto my other podcast. I've got the, the mastermind group that I do. I've got the sales for founders community, which has regular stuff going on. I'm like, I do feel quite lonely in just because no one is physically right. there, but I'm spending all day talking to interesting people and I've made a lot of really good friendships this year. So I like for what, for what is possible, <laughs> what is achievable this year, yeah. I feel like I've done a really good job there. I'm happy. Nice. Makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about hobbies and creativity? Let's uh, talk about something where I'm less happy. 10. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this year, my husband and I moved. And because we moved to a bigger house that has lots of space around and like we have a huge backyard, I started just do- doing a lot of hobbies. I, for example, I, I now have a garden and I love gardening. This is, I'm completely new at this. A lot of the crops just <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't go well, but I love the process. I started doing concrete coasters and working with concrete because it's such a fun thing for me to do. I don't know. I love it. And I just started doing music again. And yeah, I would rate myself a 10 there. And going into 2020, that was one of my goals as well, because I was so focused on work. Typically, I wanted by 2020 to be a little bit different and a little bit more, let's say, soul-oriented, where I'm just doing something that I love for the sake of doing that because I love it. So yeah, I would give myself a 10. Wow, nice. Yeah, I think, I don't know what I give myself. One of those weird ones where it's not something that I've ever really thought about that much. I'd probably give myself maybe a five if I had to do to, to choose. I really enjoy cooking and I've done a lot of cooking and gotten a lot better at that. The big thing I think I wanted to do is I've read more, which is nice. I wanted to do a lot more kind of external things, right? The plan was when I was leaving Switzerland was to go to places where I could do a lot more visiting museums, going to art galleries, watching live music, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the first three months of, of 2020, I did a lot of that. And since then, obviously, I've done none of it. So all the things that I wanted to do there were more like social activities. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really been able to do them. So I say a five seems about fair. Nice. Yeah. And if you're satisfied with that, I am, especially considering the situation, that's a good grade. Yeah, I think so too. So the next one's work and business, which we've touched on yeah. already. Shall we go into that again? I would just repeat um, myself. I, I would definitely give myself an eight there. Moving into 2021, I, like I said, I want to switch that ratio and just start earning more from products and work on products a lot more. Uh, But I'm satisfied with the work that I did this year. So eight out of 10. Nice. And I've already forgotten what I gave myself, but I'm going to say. Yeah, I think you did five or. Yeah. Yeah, I think you did five out of 10, but I'm not sure. Have you changed your mind though? Oh, so that was like for the goals, right? So if I just look back and I think that's the difference, right? Because if I just look back and think, how was work and business this year? Well, I now I'm co-running a pretty successful company that mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't there last year, mm-hmm. really. So I'm, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. I can't complain. Yeah. So yeah. what's the grade? Oh, I'm going to say it's a nine. No, nice. no, that's too high. That's ridiculous. It's an eight. I've got to leave myself it's reason a- to improve. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I want next year to be a nine. So okay. this year can be an eight. 
Yeah. You want next year to be a nine. Why don't you want next year to be a 10? <laughs> I, I, I feel like I always need something to strive for. I, I don't feel like a 10 should be achievable. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's my, like, there's a, the only way from there is down. You, you can't improve I mean, it's not. I think that, like, you, you can say, okay, my year was a 10, but then you discover a year after, maybe it was like a nine and a half because I have a new 10. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I suppose. I, I'm going to. Doesn't sound convincing. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to give it an eight. I'm okay, a happy cool. eight. A smi- an eight with a smiley face. Awesome. Yeah. Learning and knowledge. How about that? So I was previously talking about how I read a lot, but I still wouldn't give learning and knowledge like 10 out of 10 because the books that I read, not all of them were business books. So I wanted to learn more. I wanted to watch more webinars, do more courses. I bought a couple of courses, haven't done them. I always save the articles that I want to read on my to-do list. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, on my reading list. And then evening comes, I prefer reading a book than an article. So I would give myself in the learning and knowledge, I would give myself six out of 10. Interesting. Okay. Is that a happy six or a, a less happy w- six? I wouldn't say it was, it, it's a happy six. It's like, I wanted it to be a 10, but right. it's, yeah, like I prioritized things differently. So I, instead of reading business books, I instead read <laughs> yeah. thrillers and murder stories, which is okay, but I would like that to be a 10. So I would say not a happy six and working on that for 2021. Nice. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really actively learn that way. Like I I very rarely read business books or anything like that. So I I don't really think I've ever taken an online course Mm. or any course really. So I I think what has happened for me is I spent the last couple of years doing a lot of consulting. So helping people with very specific things in their business. Mm -hmm. And this year at Sparkloop, I've been learning how to like really apply things and to be responsible for everything in effect, like obviously with my co-founder, but still I can't just come in and do a very specific job and then leave them to, mm-hmm. to handle it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've learned a lot, but more learning from doing, I think like learning yeah. from customers from, I feel like I've grown more this year professionally than I have last mm-hmm. year or the year before for sure, mm-hmm. but it hasn't been from reading and from yeah. listening to podcasts or watching yeah. courses. It's just been from having to do more coding, learn how to use Webflow, doing a lot more like design work, uh, a lot more interviewing, that kind of thing. And, and also I feel like as I've, well, so. Yeah, exactly. And also I feel like I've learned a lot from teaching sales mm-hmm. for founders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, I'd give myself uh, a happy six. Nice. Okay. I have sad six. You have a happy six. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Same number of points. It's all okay. Uh, In that case, emotions and spirituality. Okay. I would give myself a happy seven out of 10. (laughs) A happy seven. A happy seven. I meditated a lot more this year than I did last year because that was on my goal list for 2020. I read a couple of personal development books that really resonated. And I think that I've grown a little bit 
And on this list that and Lord created, it says connecting with your inner self. I definitely did, did that. I'm just sad that I didn't meditate a lot more. So I would give myself a happy seven out of 10, but leaving myself some room for improvement. That sounds positive. You know what to do next year. More yeah, meditation. absolutely. Yeah, I'd say I'm more of a three or a four there. Mm -hmm. Partly because just it was a rough year, right? <laughs> because it's not like things have been going well business-wise. There's like, there's no one particular thing I could point to that was bad. Yeah. Other than being locked up and being in a global pandemic, obviously. Yeah. But I think just the the combined effect of that like led to me basically in 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 March just switching off on like the the emotional side and saying let's just get the business up and running and forget about the emotional side of stuff for the next couple of months. So I've purposefully been compartmentalizing that and I'm sure that's going to come back and and bite yeah. me in 2021. But yeah. It's I'll so be able to afford therapy. It's fine. <laughs> It's so interesting though, how we think differently because going into pandemic, I knew that it was going to be difficult spirituality wise. And that's what made me meditate a lot more than I typically would, because I knew if I don't do it, I'll feel a lot worse at the end of the year. So it's so interesting how we um, approach this problem differently where you say, you know what, it's going to be a hard year. So let's just compartmentalize that and forget about it. Or I'm like, let's deal with this right now. Yeah, that is, I think, I, I think there's some people will be listening to this and saying, okay, that's a gender thing for sure. That's, uh, <laughs> that's my go-to is just to push that down. We'll deal with that later. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, familiar. Um, <laughs> yeah, and in a similar vein, personal life and, and family. How are we doing there in 2020? I haven't seen my family for two months now because we're on lockdown. So not giving myself a good grade there. I would give myself a four out of 10 or maybe even less, three out of 10 because it hasn't been a good year. It Because it's been such a bad year because like we're on lockdown personal relationships suffer as well so for example I'm frequently in a bad mood my husband's frequently in a, in a bad mood so even though we're we are like together physically that that part of the relationship also suffers because of the whole situation so I would say yeah let's let's give it four out of ten so it's more positive <laughs> but yeah um really hoping to work on that in the next year yeah, no, I totally get that. I, I totally agree as well. I've been actually spending obviously more time with my parents during the lockdown, which has been really nice. So I'd give myself a good grade there, but then like everything else has just been a complete write-off. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, probably a four or a five as well. But not a particularly happy one. Yeah, travel and culture. <laughs> Do we need to say anything? <laughs> like, I typically travel a lot and I'm absent most of the time just running around my husband and I go on trips we go to the U.S. on business trips we go to Italy for uh, leisure this year has been horrible I think like during the summer we did travel a little bit so we went to Italy but I think that was mostly it. We went though on a couple of track days, which is what we do because we love cars. So I wouldn't give it like one out of 10. I would give it three. We did what we could 
given the situation, but definitely not a grade that I love. Interesting. You've done better than me. Oh. So I made a big journey yesterday into the, the back garden, which was really exciting. Nice. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm lying. I didn't. <laughs> I just wanted to seem cool. No. So it was traveling like I was in London until March. Mm-hmm. So I did okay there. Then my plans were to do either South Africa or Argentina for the summer. Mm-hmm. And then travel either in Portugal or maybe in the US for the winter, like the autumn winter. So obviously I did absolutely none of that. Mm. I think I took one flight. And since March, I think I've been home like every evening. So Mm. yeah, it's uh, definitely not a good one there. Yeah. And my husband and I talked about this, like when you're so used to travel and staying in a hotel and that's something that excites you, you don't know how much that means to you when that's taken away from you. So I did not know how, how much I love staying in a hotel. And then I don't know, arriving at a hotel at 5 PM and then going to dinner at 7 PM and just chilling. I didn't know how much I really loved doing that until the pandemic hit. And I had goals. Like we wanted to go to Maldives because we haven't yet been on our honeymoon and we've been married for three years. We wanted to go to Mallorca. We wanted to go to Philly, Tucson, London. And I don't think I've even been on a plane this year same I've been on one flight I other years I would have spent at least 50 nights in a hotel or an Airbnb at least probably more probably like on average 100 yeah and like with my work and stuff that I've been doing over the past couple of years I've probably taken at least 50 flights a year as well over the last five to six years yeah like mostly short haul but still it's completely different and I miss tiny cans of of coke in a plane (laughs) I miss miss expensive water in hotels and my phone if you look at my phone's images it's basically all photos of different chairs that I find in hotels like I choose (laughs) hotels based on whether they have cool chairs in the room so I can photograph them (laughs) and I might like my my quota for 2020 is just terrible I've got four different photos in there it's bad here's to 2021 being full of good cheers yes indeed <laughs> uh, to- talking about full of good cheers how's how is your money and finance in 2020 it's not um, a personal question yeah so i would give myself also an eight out of ten similar mm-hmm. to work in business so i did surpass the finance goals that I had. I'm not going to talk about saving, (laughs) but that's not the thing that I do. My husband and I have a YouTube channel where we share a lot of our personal lives and people know that we like to spend money because we like to enjoy our life. We have an expensive car and we have expensive hobbies because track days and car hobbies are super expensive, but it's not something that I didn't have a goal of saving, I don't know, any amount of money, but when it comes to salary, when it comes to how much I've earned this year, definitely eight out of 10, I'm satisfied with the eight. Didn't think it would go this good, but now being in December, I'm like, I could do better. I set myself a lower goal for 2020 just in case, but I could have set a higher goal. So again, leaving room for improvement there. Yeah. I I don't know what it would be for me. It's difficult. So 2020 has definitely been the year that I've the least, like the least income. 
personally, mm. for sure, in a long time. Mm. Because I didn't do any high paid consulting work at all, really. Didn't really open sales for founders very much. And we haven't really been paying ourselves very much for Sparkloop, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like we, <laughs> we're keeping most of it in the company. Yeah. So we've been paying ourselves a couple of thousand. But so I, I think that said, everything I spend money on is experiences. January to March, I was in London and I was spending a lot. That was the plan. I was just really enjoying life. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. very happy with that. I was, <laughs> I was really spending quite a lot. Yeah. It was eating out in, in nice restaurants every evening, doing whatever I wanted to do, wherever I wanted, like just never taking public transport, that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, since then, I haven't really been able to have any experiences. So I haven't really spent anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's evened out. Like I have, I've earned like very well from compared to the last couple of years, quite poorly. But I've not spent anything, so it's evened out okay. Yeah, and yeah, it's not that I'm not worried about the not earning so much because there's a reason for it, right? I'm growing a different kind of business again, so right. I'm very happy with that. Yeah, and that's essentially what I mentioned at the beginning before we went into this breakdown is there are going to be some categories where you would give yourself a lower grade and where maybe you haven't achieved your goal, but that's okay. If that's not something that's super important to you, or like you have, you feel fulfilled in other categories and you feel okay about your overall uh, year. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with that. Like I, I would give myself like a three, but it's a mm-hmm. very happy three because yeah. it's exactly what I wanted to do. I could have, I had engagements for my social proof consulting lined up that would have made me four or five times what we pay right. our, our, ourselves with Sparkloop every month for just like a couple of days work. Mm-hmm. So I could easily have made, it could have been another good year, like a really good year, but that wasn't what I wanted to do. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And (laughs) I think we're done, right? Yeah. So looking back at 2020, I think that we can conclude, even though 2020 can throw itself in the trash or we're going to do it and burn. I think that overall, looking back, it wasn't that bad of a year. We did the best we could with what we had and that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. My, if I had to give myself like a a one sentence summary of my 2020, it would be everything I wanted to do, I didn't do. And everything I said I didn't want to do, I did do. It ended up being a really successful year, but also exactly the opposite of what I expected. And that's the perfect summary of 2020 for every one of us. Like a little bit confusing, but cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think just as a heads up, we're going to be doing something slightly different for the next week or two. We're going to be cheating on each other podcast wise and uh, talking to to different friends for two weeks over the, like, what is our break? We will catch up officially then in two or three weeks. Yeah. Looking forward to chilling a little bit during the last days of 2020. And then we're starting 2021 on a strong foot, hopefully. Indeed. Yeah. See you then. See you then. Bye. Bye-bye. This was the Sub Podcast. If you have any questions for us, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. You can find Louis at LouisNichols underscore, and you can reach out to me, Moitza, at Moitza Mars. Not sure how either of those are spelled out? 
We get that a lot. Just check our show notes for more. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to follow along and leave a review if you like our casual check-ins. Thank you for listening.